Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Stunning development during our commercial break as we welcome in Shana Goldman from The Athletic. I am now appealing to the audience that has, at some point in their life, found themselves in a conversation about sports that they have absolutely no clue what the other people are talking about. And I pride myself on trying to know just enough of everything, with a heavy emphasis on hockey, obviously. But holy cow. You guys are in a league of your own <laughs> when it comes to talking about tennis. And so I'm just going to remain wow. courtside here for the next 15 <laughs> minutes. And I'm going to soak in the sights and sounds and, dare I say, smells of the U.S. Open, since that has become a <laughs> talking point this year. Well, Duffer, you guys just, I, you guys it just works go out in any direction you want. It, it works out okay, but until last night, I got to watch anything from the U.S. Open. And now that ESPN and Spectrum are fighting, I may be sitting with you courtside and next <laughs> week may ask Shana, give me a recap of what happened in the last seven days because I may not get to see it. Uh, but I, I just want to touch on tennis a little bit because every year I played with the New York Rangers and we would get to New York at the end of August and get the kids ready for school. I always said I want to go to, you know, the U.S. Tennis Center in Flushing Meadows, and I want to go to the U.S. Open, and I never did. Shano, you were there yesterday. Is that a must-trip a must trip for tennis fans and, and sports fans in general to just make the trip in for one day and, and go to the U.S. Open? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such an experience. The vibes... I feel like tennis has gotten a little trendier the last couple of years with like Serena's comeback last year. And like, it definitely felt like there were a lot of new fans coming in this year and mm-hmm. it is bougie. So you have to get past that whole element of it. Cause it's a <laughs> lot, but it's, it's so cool because if you, you know, you get a ticket and you have your guaranteed seats, you really get to float around and just see a little bit of everything. The food is great. The drinks are excellent, overpriced, but excellent. Like everything about it. It's such a vibe that every year I know I want to go, at least during round one or round two. And I am formally requesting, because we're Jesse Pagula's biggest fans, uh, Sabres Live business trip to the U.S. Open next year. Should definitely be happening. Now, would we be allowed to drink honey honey deuces on the show? And what are those? Oh, my God. They're the best. They are um, Grey Goose, uh, Chambord, Lemonade, 
and then just honeydew balls. So you can like easily make them at home. During COVID, they were brilliant. They You could buy a kit and they mailed it to you with all the supplies, including the melon baller and a honeydew that okay. you could make your own with the official cups and you get to keep the cups. So here we are walking around. We had a stack of 11 yesterday in one <laughs> stack that everyone was judging us, even though it's four people. You know, we we took it easy, but uh, we we had to split the stack in two because we were getting so much judgment with the empty stack as we're, you know, bringing in fresh cups with more. I'm so glad that you've become a regular on the show so you can <laughs> uh, hopefully afford these extracurricular activities because yes. <laughs> Marty and I know all too well the pricing uh, at LaGuardia. Yes, <laughs> and I, I felt like when I saw the price here at Flushing uh, that it was you know, kind of the same. But uh, you had me at Grey Goose, so uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And we'll see what's the outlook for Jesse, in your opinion. I think the outlook's good. I imagine that she's going to at least get to the quarterfinals. I think that uh, her path for the doubles finals too. Like I'm hoping we see her and Coco Goff make it to the finals. They're so good together. But you know, I feel like the women's you know, division, everyone's like, oh, it's up for grabs, except for Iga. And this year, it does feel like on a hard court, even though Iga is the reigning champ, like I'm curious, you know, now that Coco Goff's gotten past her, and I think, you know, Pagula having a win under her belt from a couple weeks ago is good. And you still have Sabalenka there and Rabakina, who I think everyone underestimates. I think it's going to make for a really interesting finish here. And it's not just, oh, it's Iga's title ever on stop. Okay, quick, well, easy transition, because I believe they're celebrating 50 years of equal pay at the U.S. Open when it comes mm -hmm. to the men and women. Uh, and now there was just announced last week that there will be a new professional women's hockey league uh, with six teams, uh, three in Canada, three in the U.S. Nothing in Buffalo so far, but we knew the Buffalo Buttes used to be really, really uh, big when it was kind of under the uh, Pagula umbrella, and then it kind of just died down a little bit. But would would that be the setup for the league now as we transition from tennis to hockey where we can see big gains made in the world of professional professional women's hockey or is it going to take time Shayna when you uh when you see how they're set up I think that we're going to see big games because I think the confusion as much traction as each entity had, right? The NWHL to the PHF felt like they had a ton of momentum, but then there was the PWHPA. It was confusing for, I think, the yeah. casual fan. And while it was so easy to say, everybody watch everything, just support everybody, it got complicated. And then there was, you know, figuring out how to watch each game and the camera angles were tough at times. So I think now that everything's centralized, all the assets are, you know, centralized, all the players are, you're having best on best now. It's super exciting. It obviously means that jobs are going to be lost because we're down to six teams versus, you know, each entity having their own grouping of teams. But I think that the momentum's just starting now. And this is super exciting because, you know, everyone's going to want to see them read Philippe Poulin's of the world and the Hillary Knights. And now those that don't know someone like Michaela Grant-Mentis, they're going to learn who she is. And, you know, we're just going to keep seeing it grow from here. And hopefully cities like Buffalo and Pittsburgh, you know, and Michigan, they seem like prime locations for teams. So I think if they can build on this, we'll see that expansion too. And then, you know, everything will be greater, you know, in the so future. The way that it's going to work is there will be a free agency where teams can sign up to three players. And yeah. then after that, there will be a draft. So it's kind of a little bit backwards, right? The NHL, we're used to the draft and then free agency. And, but they have to start with something. Um, so who do you figure is going to be the big fish? Who's the big free agent number one on everybody's list right now? Of course, it's Marie-Philippe Poland. Okay. Who wouldn't want her, you know, first overall? 
but it's their contract situation and their salary cap situation. It's kind of convoluted, but it's kind of really awesome. And I think it's going to teach us a lot. I think it's always interesting to kind of learn from someone else's structure. You know, there's parameters on certain players who have to be signed to certain deals and how many players must make X dollars and who must be in this range. So all of it's super complicated, but it feels like you'll see the Hillary Nice and Marie Philippe Polans go first. But then I want to see someone like a Taylor Heise go early. You know, she's an up and coming star. Sarah Sarah Fillier should be a slam She she could be on a team for 10, 12 years. She's incredible. Like all of the hype and more can carry her own line, can, you know, not just stand with the elite. She is the elite. You know, she compliments them. She drives them. She's incredible. I can't imagine a team not absolutely diving at the chance to have her. When you made that segue, Marty, from tennis to hockey, obviously Billie Jean King was the common yes. denominator there. And Brian Burke, and she's on the board of directors. And of course, Brian Burke is on the player's side. Um, Shana, in your opinion, how how critical is it to have uh, people with this reputation and stature within the game here? And then how quickly, because of their experience, but also you know business sense and all the rest of it, how quickly do you think we could see this league grow? in time so someone like brian burke i think is so good because i think to the old school nhl fans he has legitimacy right and i think he's someone for me a more new school fan i don't agree with his hockey takes 99 percent of the time when we talk about the on ice but anything off the ice and the inclusivity there's no one better out there than him so i think him being a part of this he's always been a vocal supporter of women's hockey he's always stressing the best way to support them is showing up and going to games and investing in them and to see that he's now investing in them i think that's huge and i think you know it just shows what a big deal this is right you know this is someone who is with nhl teams and he sees the value here i i hope that sparks you know, some fans from, you know, recognizing that. And I think that there are some really smart minds in it. I hope we see a lot more of the PHF, you know, coaches and, you know, managers who I think did a really good job get included in here too. But I think already we're seeing, you know, good building blocks with who is a part of this league. And I hope that means, you know, expansion soon. And I think they're going to be smart and calculated with it because the worst thing you can do is jump too quick. We saw that with the PHF with their salary cap numbers that they knew they were never going to match. So mm-hmm. you have to be cautious with it, you know, to keep things stable. That's the biggest thing, right? We always hear the instability in women's hockey and that's what everyone flocks to the drama with it. But I think just keeping it stable and measured is going to be so important here. But you want to give opportunity as quickly as possible to more and more young players, right? And the only opportunity to do that is give them more jobs to work with. And, you know, we started the show. Vancouver was one of our focal points today. Expansion Cousins of the Sabres. Like, if you think back to that time where the league went from 6 to 12 to 14 to 16 to 17 to 21, it it did happen pretty quick. And, and, you know, we were seeing movement every couple of years. And I really hope that this league is able to latch on to that business success early enough to then lay that blueprint in other markets and and really you know foster the success of all teams because it's not going to fly if there's instability Mm -hmm. anywhere right like you have to have of course these these, this this you know uh i'm looking for a better word than stability but um you know i i just i'm really hopeful but marty said it like i mean you sit here in in markets like buffalo and detroit and others and you just want to get them involved i think as quickly as possible. 
Yeah, and it feels like there's a door open for it, which is nice with nice with the neutral site games. And we're going to see how NHL teams step up because the league itself, we know, is only going to do so much. They've made promises. Well, it's down to one league and, you know, we'll just double. We're not spending any more. It's just we're sending all the money in one place and that's pennies for them. So mm-hmm. I like that they're standing on their own. I don't think that just jumping and begging the NHL to help is the answer because, I, you know, I think that they had their own ripples. They have their own things to solve this year. But I'm curious how individual teams step up. We've seen the Buffalo Sabres, how they partnered with the Buttes. We saw the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've never had a women's hockey team there, you know, from any of these entities. And yet they've been so quick to be a part of it. So I think the neutral side games will be kind of telling on who is ready to step up. And if there's that financial backing, we know there's the talent. We know there's the players. It's not going to water it down if you had two teams next year, right? I think if the teams are ready to put their money, you know, where their promises and mouths have been all this time, I think that'll kind of push this along even sooner. So I get the, you know, the cautiousness this year too, right? Start with 16, start six teams and start small, just as the NHL did and go from there. So hopefully they see things are good. Things are promising and are willing to pay up and do what they need to do to legitimately support women's hockey instead of just yes. once in a while acknowledging that they know one woman. And, and I think that what is fun is every four years you get the Olympics and then you get like involve into women's hockey because it's great. The USA, Canada rivalry, the world championship, but then you get to support them. I remember uh, Shannon Zabados was here in, in Buffalo with the Buttes. She's great all time Canadian goalie. And Nicole Hensley was here also with the Buttes and she's the American goalie. So it was like, Hey, I want to see how they're going to do when they get to these international competition and they were on their own, you know, countries. And, uh, but we had that connection with them here in Buffalo. So hopefully that, takes up that traction, right? And and keeps going uh, quickly because the Champions Hockey League, nobody knows what the Champions Hockey League <laughs> is, but we still have to talk about it because they came up with three rule changes for their Champions Hockey League play that I want your take on it. One is the full two minutes. If you take a minor penalty, it doesn't matter if you get scored on, you, are, you remain on the penalty kill is a new rule. Two, if there's a delayed penalty and you score, you still will go on the power play. And three, if you score a shorthanded goal, then your penalty comes out. You're done. You don't have to kill anymore. Which one of these rules do you like best and why? I like all these rules. And I like that it's being tested. <laughs> in well, of course, it's chaos, right? It's something different. I think that's, you know, the best element of it. I like that it's being tested in the Champions League because I think this is something, you know, it needs to be in this other environment. And then the NHL can go, does this work? Could we try it out? You know, someone has to go first and this is the one to go first. Absolutely. My favorite one, though, is if the shorthanded team scores, the minor penalty ends, it ends because there's something about the momentum swing of a shorthanded goal. And I think Mm -hmm. this would encourage teams to have more of that two way presence on the penalty kill. And we're starting to see it. Right. Everybody knows the Hurricanes. Everybody knows. Everyone knows the Flames and the Leafs, but we're even seeing teams like the Sabres, right? It's your favorite phrase, the power kill. I love the power kill. kill. And this truly would kill the power. Like, this is what you need to do. You are punished. You need to, like, earn your person back from the box. This is how you do it. And this is how you're going to get more teams to say, oh, Alex Tuck, he's playing on the penalty kill all the time. And, you know, Tage Thompson, we're going to work on his defensive game. And we're going to be so invested in the fact that he pushes the pace of play offensively that we're not as worried about what he does in his own zone. We know he can read power plays. Go forward. That's how it worked with Mitch Marner. That's why these players get that chance. So I think this will just encourage a different environment. And I think it'll keep power plays evolving because I think they've gotten a little bit stagnant, right? You know, everybody knows the same formations, the same plays. Sometimes you get players who don't even move, especially if it's a five on three. I think this will encourage a little more movement and excitement. And that's what everybody wants to see anyway. 
Yeah, the only thing that was, you know, with the first one, I would be in favor of the player having to stay in the box for the two minutes, but the team getting back to full strength. I like so, that. Uh, and the other big miss, I, I feel, in given that this is so special teams oriented, teams should never have been and never should be allowed to ice the puck when they're in a position of deficit. You're, you've committed a crime and now you're getting in a get out of jail free card. It has never made sense that you can't ice it at five on five, but you can when it's four on five or three on five. So I would have liked to have seen some tweaks there. That's bold. I like that. But I really like the move of the player can't leave the box, even if you Mm. go back to full strength. But I would say if we're going there, I would like to see goalies. Marty, we've talked about this before. I want to see them serve their minor penalties a little bit more often. And I hope it doesn't lead to injury. But how cool would it be? And Marty, you said this. If you had specialists for situations like that, like you are the penalty kill specialist goalie, like that would be so interesting. I think we'd actually learn something about the position instead of all of us deferring to goalies because we just don't understand it. Yeah, no, I don't like that, but I think it's <laughs> it's genius, but I don't like it. Although I have to say, prior to the 0405 lockout, I was like, oh, we got to keep the red line in, two line yeah. pass, the touch icing and all of that. And now I watch games from the before that era and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that was boring. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's speed it up. So I'm good with the uh, aggressive nature. Shana, we got to fly. Uh, have a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the tennis. We'll see you soon. Okay, thanks for having me. Back after this on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.